It's Robin Sander from My Wife the Dietitian, and this is Nutrition Nuggets. Yes, Rob. We're doing mastering meal prep today, known as batched cooking. Oh, uh, that. Yes. Yeah. I like to I like to make everything and eat it at once. I I don't I don't uh, do well with making things and putting them away. I know you're right. It's but you know the thing is it's actually this kind of is um coming out from our daughter's going away to university and so she's already thinking about okay, how am I going to make a bunch of food when I have time so that I can eat healthy when I'm not at home or not living at home where you know there's more people making food and so yeah, we were looking into this and it's uh there's a bit of a you got to be organized and and think ahead if you want to eat healthy. Yeah, and kind of know what you're going to be craving on Wednesday afternoon. That's my <laughs> problem. It's like I don't know what I'm going to want to eat on Wednesday. You're funny. That's bro. why I wait till Wednesday to figure it out. But I'm not in a position where I have to meal prep and plan ahead because I work at home and so I know. But I know there's lucky. a lot of people who who aren't in my position and they uh yeah, they have to figure all this stuff out. So this is for you. Yeah, so we're it's going to be nine steps for mastering meal prep. And there's some episodes to refer back to that kind of are related. So episode 34 is the back to school food hacks from last year in September, I think it was. Yep. And then episode 20 is Robin Sanders food hacks. So those are our favorite food hacks. Yeah, that's it, like in the kitchen stuff. Yeah, episode 20. Yep. Yeah. And then the grocery tour uh, episode eight, because it's about shopping and how to look for foods with, you know, lower salt and sugar. And that helps with when you're meal prepping and figuring out what you need to buy and add to the inventory for the grocery list. Exactly. And there's the other grocery one we did with Joni Rampola. Yes. Uh, recently as well. That's right. That was uh, very recent. Yeah. Episode 78. 78. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Jinx. No, okay. <laughs> All right. So first one, first of all, it's known as batch cooking, I mentioned, and it's about scheduling time each week to prepare some recipes and have the ingredients available. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. And then and then having proper storage vessels to keep it all in. And Yeah, exactly. That's part of it. Putting notes on it. This is a dad, don't eat this. <laughs> That's right. That's important in our house. <laughs> well, dates are good too, so you know when it was made. And... Yeah. Well, I'll come in and I go, ooh. That looks good. Look, then there's like five of them. <laughs> Who's going to notice one gone? That's right. Yeah. And, you know, there is some ideas out there about like, you know, getting your groceries and then doing the meal prep. I personally think it's better to do it on different days. So say you are scheduling like on the Sunday, you have maybe two hours, like you do need some time. So maybe two hours on a Sunday it would be good to actually get your groceries the day before. So have the supplies ready for when you're going to start meal prepping, just so that you're not exhausted from the shopping and all the other stuff and doing the meal prep on the same day. So separating those two activities out might yeah. be a good way to start. Makes sense. Yeah. All right. So number one is mark your calendar. Yeah. Because if it's not on your calendar, then you're probably not going to do it. That's how I work. If it's not on my list, then it gets it gets forgotten. Yeah. So that's a, a good first step in anything. It's just make sure you put it down because then you're more committed to doing it if it's if it's written somewhere. Yeah, exactly. And as I mentioned, Sundays are good or Saturdays. Maybe people have a day of the week that they have some time. So whatever works, just mark it in your calendar. Probably it'll take a couple hours to get all the ingredients and start cooking and putting it away. 
So number two would be selecting your recipes and your meals. Yeah, that's kind of smart. And I'm sure there's ones that are going to work better for this kind of meal prepping, like that will store better and that are easier to cook and and that sort of thing, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And at the end of this, after the nine steps, I'm going to talk about some basics, like just some pantry basics to have, like condiments and different foods to have on hand so that it just helps with the process of meal prepping, make it easier. Yeah, for sure. All right. Number three is make space in your cupboard or sorry, in your fridge or freezer, depending on where you're going to store for the week. Exactly. So making sure that you're maybe throwing out some of the old stuff or just, you know, consolidating things so that there's space in the fridge. Your fridge will look a little different because like our fridge is just full of ingredients I guess you'd say it's it's not meals so it's it's full of all that stuff and we make it as we go but if you're making all your meals ahead of time then the bulk of your fridge or freezer will have pre-made meals ready to go so you should be able to have space because you're sort of substituting one for the other absolutely yeah yeah exactly number four is getting the containers ready so having some of those Tupperware Rubbermaid whatever brand whatever type of containers you like or mason jars having that all available and ready so that you have a place to put those meals that you're making and a way to store them. Yeah. And they are not all created equal as I'm sure anyone who's dealt with them before has realized some are better than others. Some fall apart after like you run it through the dishwasher once. So if you're going to do this on a regular basis, maybe invest a little bit more for the ones that are going to last Yeah, and are easier to use. You can get the tops on and off and that sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. That's a good Good uh, idea. Uh, Number five is making your environment uh, relaxing and fun. So, you know, put uh, this great podcast in your ear or put some music on or do something so that it's your space and that you can just create and get these recipes made, you know, within a, a fairly, you know, brief time span or two hour time span. And Get uh, get rolling and have fun with it. Exactly. We're thinking of doing a Christmas album, Sandra and I, just uh, some <laughs> oh, some yeah? old classics, just so we can <laughs> we can sing to you while you're in the kitchen. You're so fun. This is the first I've heard of it. Well, I don't sing. Well, that's why it's entertaining. <laughs> right. We'll do some karaoke, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> like the other night. Christmas karaoke. <laughs> Who doesn't love that? Yeah. Right. Number six is cook. So start cooking. No, cook. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, however you're, if you're baking, you're cooking, stir frying, um, broiling, or however you're making your food, um, get cooking. And actually, if you're making veggies or pasta or grains, maybe do it al dente, meaning like, so it's not super mushy, because if it's something that is going to be that you're reheating and warming later in the week, you don't want it to be, you know, overcooked cooked yeah. already. So, you know what Sandra said to me years ago, this is kind of funny when we were first dating and we were cooking a big meal together at her cottage and, and she said, you know, cooking's really easy. It's just a lot of chopping and stirring. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know what? It, it kind of is right. That's, that's what it is. You're, you're prepping with all your chopping and then you just putting a bunch of stuff in a pan and stirring it with that's a little true. bit of heat. And then remember when we were moving out, just the two of us together, we like drove across the country to move out west 
like pioneers. Anyways, um, it was funny because I was really adamant about we need to get pots and pans, pots and pans. Pots and pans. How are we going to cook? We need pots and pans. It was pretty funny. That was very funny. Yeah. <laughs> pots and pans. Yep. All right. Well, and uh, we got them and we're cooking. <laughs> All right. Number seven, label meals. So you talked about this a minute ago, but yeah, I'm just putting what it is, the date, just so that you have some idea of um, what you're eating. Yeah. Especially if things tend to get hidden in the back of your fridge and you look at it and go, huh, I wonder how long that's been there. So labels, labels are good. It's a, it's one extra step, but you can get those little labeling things that make it pretty easy or, I don't know, just a piece of painter's tape and, and a marker or a pen. I mean, that's pretty easy too, so. Yeah, totally. That's awesome. Number eight is mindful storage. So being aware that if it's something that you're going to put in the fridge, you should eat it within two, maybe three days, but not too much longer than that or you're going to, it might get, you know, have food poisoning. It's not good to leave it too long. And if it's a freezer, then, um, you know, spread it out. Like if it's still warm when you're putting it in the freezer, don't stack them all together because they need some air circulation to cool them down. So just in terms of food safe and thinking about um, storing your food mindfully. Good tip. Yeah. All right. Number nine, the last part, and this is kind of, I mentioned it earlier, but to have some basics on hand. So have, um, the condiments, like if you have some olive oil, salt and pepper, butter, spices like curry, smoked paprika is one of our favorites, chili powder, turmeric, having onions and garlic that are available for a lot of your meals because they just add so much flavor and so much goodness. And also prepping vegetables like the onions, the garlic, the cabbage, um, having, you know, cooking rice, like have a whole batch of rice that when you're prepping food. And maybe some pasta. Uh, those are easy to add to foods. Or even if you have a roasted, like a baking sheet with a bunch of roasted veggies. So cabbage on there, some little baby potatoes, onions, garlic. It's a great way to just do a whole bunch of veggies. And then you can add those to a bunch of different dishes that you're uh, making. Yeah. I use frozen veggies a lot too, just because they're... More when I'm in a rush to like have a make a quick dinner, but there's so many different options available now with that are frozen vegetable mixes. And there's one that I use quite often. It's got onions and peppers and celery, I think maybe. California or the Asian No, style it's like or? the little diced, they're like diced onions and, and I'll just throw it into whatever I'm making because it's like, it's, it's already cut up and it's kind of the stuff that I'd probably put in anyway. And it's just adds extra veggie bulk to whatever. Absolutely. That was exactly the next thing I was going to say is the frozen veggies. Definitely have those on hand, whatever mix you like or a variety of different mixes, because you can always add veggies to soups, to sauces, to stir fries. Oh yeah. It's so easy. It's yeah. An easy way to get your veggies in, right? Yeah. Anything to make it easy to eat your veggies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then also frozen berries, because uh, especially in the winter, you know, in the off season, it's nice to have berries that you can add to smoothies or into cereal or for desserts or whatever, however you use your berries. So definitely frozen veggies, frozen berries. And the other thing is canned beans. So having pinto beans or black beans or chickpeas or lentils, making sure you have some of those on hand so you can add those into your recipes too. Yeah. And diced tomatoes is a 
Oh, that's another go-to. Yeah. 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 That's basically my chili recipe right there. Minus <laughs> minus the meat. Minus the berries. But it's yeah, minus the berries too. <laughs> no, but yeah, the can of beans, can of uh the tomatoes, the diced veggies, frozen diced veggies, and then we use the just like ground. It's like it's like ground beef, but it's already pre cooked or ready to eat or however you want to call it. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, so it's I make it in like ten minutes and it's ready to eat. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah, and some of the whole grains also adding uh, quinoa and couscous just to your list of whole grains that you have on hand because those are great for salads and they're great for stews and and different ways to use them. So I I love it when there's like when I go to make lunch and I find like a big bowl of rice from the other night or noodles or something it's like oh perfect because that's just kind of what you build it on right you throw some of that in a bowl and add whatever else is in the fridge that looks good and so it's nice to have some of those things and leftover like chicken breast or you know whatever kind of meat that you're eating or boiled eggs yeah that kind of stuff anything that's ready to go is awesome even if you're not like building meals to take away to work for the week or school or whatever just having stuff prepped and in your fridge ready to eat is is a great way to do it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And what we have also is like cottage cheese, feta cheese, brick cheese, and then peanut butter is another one to always have on hand just because you can put it in so many different recipes into peanut butter and jam sandwiches or into a smoothie or into um, peanut sauce when you're using soy sauce and yeah, veggies. like a stir fry. Yeah, yeah, that's good. It's not just for sandwiches anymore. No, exactly. That should be their new logo. <laughs> Add a little bit of turmeric and curry powder, and oh, voila, yummy. Anyways, that's it. So that's a mastering meal prep, uh, known as batch cooking for people uh, going back to school coming up in a few weeks, and it's like a new year, like September. So this is a good way to start on a good schedule and a way to get good nutrition in. Exactly. Yeah. So good luck with that. Let us know how it goes. Let us know if you have any tips. You can add comments on, I think most of our social media pages you can, you can comment on or send us an email if you want to sort of just add, add comments that way. Our email is mywifetherd at gmail.com and check out our website too while you're there. It's uh, got lots of like tons of stuff on there now. It's crazy how much stuff is being added on there on a regular basis. I flipped through it the other day looking for something and I'm like, holy smokes, there's tons of really good articles and just information. So we've been so lucky to have so many interviews in the past on this podcast and many of the guest experts have do- um, donated, have contributed some blog articles to the website just with their information about what they're talking about on the episodes. So it's been awesome because it's just such great content. And I think it's offering so much value to people. So it's really great. And we have a guest speaker coming on in uh, on Monday. And this is really exciting. I can't wait to talk to Vicenta Molina, who's a dietitian who's written 14 books on vegetarianism. She's a dietitian and she's just released Plant Powered Protein, her most recent book. And she's local. She's from uh, British Columbia and she's been practicing for, I think, over 40 years. It's just an amazing, she's an amazing person and I'm so excited to talk with her. Yeah, that'll be great. That's, uh, we're doing the interview this week and uh, that will be released next week, I believe, right? 
Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, it's exciting. And we've got a whole bunch of more dietitians lined up in the future too. Right on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like I said, don't forget to visit the website. There's everything that we're talking about should be uh, on there. Uh, you can get information on there and, and as well, like Sandra said, all those blog articles. So uh, address for the website is mywifethedietitian.com. And we're also on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook with lots of different things on those platforms as well. And don't forget to rate and review the show. It's always helpful. We it's appreciate, very helpful. Thank appreciate you. hearing your feedback as well. It's, uh, it's nice to hear that, uh, that we're in your ear and you're enjoying it. Yeah, there's people on the end of this uh, listening. This is great. It's, yeah. it's so exciting. to Let us know your thoughts. Yeah, <laughs> we love doing this. So yeah, we would love any feedback or input from the audience and listeners. Anyways, good luck with this school year survival and uh, mastering meal prep and uh, just getting ahead and planning for your good, healthy eating for the week. Yep, there you go. We'll get cooking. Thanks, Rob. All right. Have a good week, everyone. Thanks for joining us today on My Wife the Dietitian. If you like what you heard, don't be shy. Leave us a comment or review and be sure to share our podcast with your friends. If you'd like to hear more, hit that subscribe button. You can also follow us on our social media pages for updates, episode trailers, and other odds and ends. For more info and links on what we discussed on today's episode, check the show notes. We'll be back next week with another informative and fun-filled episode. Thank you.